You're listening to Talking Grit by Grit Cycle. Today's episode is brought to you by Stood Spray. So how does it work with our introductory thing? Well, we're already introductory. I know, so. but do you play it over over top of what we're doing right now? Um, no, I play it. Well, I play it first. So as of now, you've probably already heard our introduction, <laughs> our introductory. <laughs> but yes, the next episode of Talking Grit is brought to you by Stude Spray. <laughs> <laughs> but you probably are now have already heard that twice. Hi, I'm Cassie. I'm Matt. And we are Talking Grit. Talking Grit is brought to you by Grit Cycle. We have six locations in and around Orange County and one in LA and Long Beach. So we have Long Beach, Huntington Beach, Anaheim Hills, Costa Mesa, Ladera Ranch, and Monarch Beach. Killing it. Like all up and down the coast. Working it. We're working, We're working it. it. We're working it. I like it. that better. I know. Yeah, it's a little bit more positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a guest with us today. I'm going to let him introduce himself because I want to make, I know how to say your first name, but I want to say your last name right too. Oh, it's You're okay. like a Smith. No, I'm Smith. <laughs> so we have a special guest, a guy. When was the last time we had a guy? Mm, Chef Gene. I don't know. Mm, when was the last been... time we had a guy on the podcast? It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Mikhail. Mikhail. What's up, guys? My name is Mikhail Alfon. These guys here on Instagram. Mikhail Alfon, <laughs> president, co-founder of Blue Light Media Marketing Agency based in Costa Mesa, California. Um, this is really cool because this is what we talk about. Probably when Matt's here, we talk probably at least an hour a day about social media marketing <laughs> where we're getting our clients where we're going to get new clients and how we're going to use social media to find them so i'm pumped. super pumped that you're here let's do it let's are do we going to talk about social media today is that off limits no okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do right yeah it is, it is we're going to talk about a lot of things okay great. we're going to see how it goes so i was i recorded a podcast with you last week mm -hmm. and you had like a definite like this is what we're going to talk about but now you're in grit cycle territory and we just talk about like anything that's perfect matt you go first uh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just coming off the weekend we actually had a great weekend you said it was a perfect weekend yes what made it a perfect weekend well friday night i got to go on a date with my fiance we watched What's that? The new Tarantino movie? <gasps> yeah. Any given night in Hollywood. Any, any given night in Hollywood. That was great. So on a scale of one to ten, how was it? Um, once upon a time. Once upon a time. So close. One to ten. What? What's? What's ten? Ten being great. Ten being like, Star Wars. Oh my gosh, I love it. The Empire Strikes Back. I give it an. I give it an eight. Like I kind of feel like I love what Tarantino does with like how he films things like there's so many things going on in one frame yeah um and i love the long dialogue and how he and then how he twists everything around i think it was a solid it was a solid eight i i personally like i can appreciate the art of of films but i really like like i don't know what's that new keanu movie that's out like not the e <laughs> like things like the equalizer or um john wick, uh, john wick. yeah like those types of things it's like i like some entertainment bad boys 2 is one of my favorite movies so we're not going to talk about movies the whole time, but is it true that Quentin Tarantino is only going to make 10 films and then that's it? Do you know about this? I don't know about this, but in a way I kind of hope so because you can only do the same thing so many times. 
So you're saying it's the same. It's getting repetitive. It's the, it's the, it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to any of the Tarantino so like, lovers. People are like super messed up and it's crazy. Yeah, and people are super messed up. There's long dialogues, a lot of vulgarity, and then some Blood. insane gore. <laughs> like in a weird way. Like Kill Bill, it was like there was yeah, a hose They, they just squirts. Yeah. Squirts in different directions all over the place. <laughs> so we know that it's going to go there, right? So if he does, if he changes up something drastically, then maybe create more. But after that, it's like, I know what's going to happen. Somebody's going to get their head chopped off. So, with the samurai sword. With the samurai sword. With the samurai sword. <laughs> yeah. So we first met you or came across you because you are a writer. I am. In our Huntington Beach studio. I am. I mean, you'll go you you go to different studios, but and you were a big fan and still are a big fan of Bree, who yes. has been on our podcast before. Bree is one of our instructors. And she's also the founder, creator, head chef, owner of Nutrivenience, which is the meal delivery, super healthy, amazing meal delivery service. And I'll link to her podcast too, so you can hear. Yeah. So how long have you known Brie? I've known Brie for about two and a half years now. I think we're coming up on our two and a half year anniversary. I think my intro <laughs> to her too was, it was through Spin, she got me into it. Okay. And then... I interviewed her on my podcast. I thought that she was when I first took her class. I thought she was like nuts. She is. A she is nuts. a little nuts. Yeah. She's a little nuts. <laughs> yeah, in a good way. Yeah, not she, in a crazy bad way. No, in a great way. And um, honestly, like uh, she like kept me into it. I got. I feel like I got good at it. And then after that, I've just been trying to keep up with her. Maybe like get the same type of abs. She's got some. Rock <laughs> she has some really great abs. abs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how I met her. I love it. So you and I and Matt share another common thing that we love Gary Vaynerchuk. We do. And uh, yeah, Matt totally. I'm, got, I'm back to like 2017, early 2017s now on the podcast. There you go. Like, and do a lot do of driving to and from yeah, studios, so I got to get a lot of like 20 minute breaks. So it's like perfect to catch a couple in there. Yeah. And so what came first? Your well, how did you get into the business? So yeah, I started my marketing agency in 2014 and it was because I was working for a local SEO company I'm sure you know mm-hmm. they just press one to get on the first page of Google yeah yeah they, they don't do anything <laughs> and so after I, I was selling it I had no clue I was sold the dream at that company found out that they like they're not just they're not doing much so I transitioned to operations once I figured out that it really wasn't worth the price I was like well I can just start my own thing I watched that company go from 11 to 100 people in two and a half years Um, and I thought I was just gonna load a bunch of content into Hootsuite charge clients like $500 a month plus press play and I'm good and it turned into something like way crazier I also got fired from that job and a lot of other stuff so I got to start my first company with no money, no savings, no prospects, and not a lot of experience. <laughs> but that's how like all successful things that's, grow, right? I think that's uh, how it's supposed to happen. They say. Yeah, you're forced to learn. Right. So, <laughs> um, and then after that, you know, we've been just we've kind of been growing with the same team ever since. Um, you know, obviously hiccups along the way, but now I think we've kind of we've hit a stride, and um, the team's rad. I mean, honestly, you guys are big fans of Gary Vaynerchuk, like. 
at first, when I first heard him, I was like, who is this guy? He's annoying. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was just by himself, like, you know, what, being nerd chuck, like the whole yeah. thing. And then finally I like watch one or two things. I'm like, wait a minute, you're, you actually talk about this in the same way that I think about it. And that same hustle that you have is great. Like, that's how I feel about myself. Mm-hmm. The problem is you're a Jets fan and I am a Giants fan. Oh. So like, I guess we could never be friends. I don't know. But like, my, my whole business was built on built on his blueprint and then obviously just going you know after a while you got to go like five six seven eight steps deeper and like understand everything more but definitely the entry was um was off of what he taught us so would you consider him like a mentor from afar oh a hundred percent in fact i went through a really tough you know tough partnership at one point and this was back when he would still respond to Snapchats. I think mm-hmm. you remember that little phase of time. I've actually never, ever, ever been on Snapchat. Can you believe that? That's good, though. Okay. <laughs> Not a lot of good comes out of it. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think so. But in uh, the Ask Gary V uh, book, he said something like, yeah, every snap, every tweet, that's me. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, whatever. So I snapped him real quick. And he responds back with a picture. I was like, oh, that's tight. But when I was going through that um, that that separation in in partnerships i actually just sent him an email i was just like look this is what i'm going through like and i don't know why i was talking into like the oblivion for all Mm -hmm. i know and just sends back an email says good luck and in fact on one of his uh uh, daily v episodes i think Mm -hmm. it's like 111 or something when he's prank calling everybody i'm the intro to that seriously (laughs) yeah it's pretty funny that's good so yeah definitely a mentor from afar every so i don't listen to him as much anymore because it's i can almost do his whole speech i feel like but um but every so often i get back in there and then you know it definitely fires it up i it's it's weird to say this about somebody you never met but it's Mm -hmm. like well i mean i met him but don't really know it's like i feel like i owe him a lot mm-hmm. uh you know what i mean so i think a lot of people are inspired by him that yeah. way yeah for yeah. sure that you feel like that how important do, so i feel like he's taught us more than we've known for our own good like, <laughs> yeah like we go into things and we have all these ideas and it's like shit we need to start here before we do the eight <laughs> other things that yeah. we want to do like we need to start with baby steps not joan <laughs> not run right into the so i can curse on this yeah. yes yes all you want yes. when, when we get there <laughs> so have you had a mentor very close yes my uncle your uncle i love him dude he helped me write my first proposals um he gave me a shot on a big project of his too he's a <clears throat> he he kind of what does he do? He converts like um, apartment buildings into condominiums, right? Okay. And he works through the cities, City View, Blackstone, like some of these people to do that. But anyways, <clears throat> my uncle taught me everything I know. I try to be like him, uh, honestly. He's like such an incredible business person. He taught me everything about that. And then he's a great family man. Mm-hmm. He's like one of my best friends. It's the best. So yeah, definitely him. And um, anybody, have you ever had any other mentors? Not really. I think there's there's moments of micro like micro mentorship. One of my friends, Dalip, right now is a big one. Like Bree and I used to get together a lot actually and talk about you know what she's doing in her business. Then she just speak truth into my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so there's those moments where it's not like this formal like oh how do I do this? But you're just jamming like uh, you know you're just jamming having some conversations and then you feel you know you feel that camaraderie. And so that happens quite often. And then I, I I'm actually in an Orange County Entrepreneurs Group as well so we do that and we're kind of mentoring each other through everything i think that's important to have um people like you talk about the group that Mm -hmm. you can bounce things off of uh versus like going and pouring into like 
you know, a, a partner or a brother or yeah. a family member or a friend, someone that doesn't really get it because mm-hmm. they're not entrepreneurs. Um, and I also, I'm curious to wonder, or I'm curiously wondering, um, do you think that you can outgrow a mentor? 100% of the time. Like, honestly, I feel like I, grew, I outgrew Gary Vaynerchuk, mm-hmm. right? Um, and now it's just like, cause I, yeah, I feel like I outgrew Gary Vaynerchuk, a lot of people. Um, I used to play, play poker for a living and I outgrew my poker coach. And now it's like a funny joke. Um, but, you know. Did you I, outgrow him or did you just get better? Well. <laughs> <laughs> or did you like win all the money? You know what's funny? If we're playing at separate tables or separate games or whatever, or even, yeah, if we're playing at separate tables in the same game, I will always come out ahead. Like, he'll, he's, he's 90% win rate, but mm-hmm. like uh, mine are usually bigger. I just like play a little bit more loose than he does um the second we play heads up he just crushes my soul like reaches out across the table and rips out my soul (laughs) yeah he just knows me really well but like you know in practice i feel like i got better one-on-one he'll i think forever he'll crush me (laughs) i think like when you said that about outgrowing gary i think i go in waves and it's not so much that i outgrow him is in that like what matt was saying we take so much and then we like try to like go 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 implement and i'm like wait i just gotta take a break because if i hear anything else it's just gonna like crowd what i'm already like thinking about and working on right. so i go in waves of like you know I'll like die hard 30 days listen to every single thing that comes out watch all the videos and yeah. then I'm like okay wait I gotta just like take a break and like listen to goop or something <laughs> just to like this is not so much that I outgrew it or him but that I just need to like shut down and yeah you need other perspectives on yeah. things all the time I think and in fact that's why that's a lot of the reason why I started my podcast as well is because in, in the beginning I only interviewed like business people people starting out their companies whatever it was so I could learn what they were doing mm-hmm. so like even when I was talking to you uh, last week it was like you know I'd ask you questions about branding and whatever you know you've done such an excellent I mean the both of you guys the whole team has done an excellent job with the branding it's like well there's something I can learn from there you guys have done something that I haven't done yet right mm-hmm. so um, yeah you know it doesn't have to be a formal thing but definitely I think it's important to take on as much, just always be like learning. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you just already let on that you play poker. Do I you do. do that, or you did, or you still do? Do you do it for fun, or was it like for business, or? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I guess you could say I play for fun now. Before I played full time, I ran some poker games, things like that uh, in my early 20s. I just played on Saturday, and it was for fun, but I'm not like, People are like, oh, I just go to the casino with like $300 and I plan on losing. It's like, no, I'm going to play poker to make more money than I came in with. Like, that's that's what it is. That's fun for me. Losing money is not fun for me. Um, And luckily that worked out as well, too. So I had a pretty good session this Saturday. But I mean, it's for fun, but like, I'm there to win. You always want to win. Yeah, I always want to win. <laughs> Do you ever play poker? I was, yeah, I would, never talked about gambling. I play, po- I play poker every once in a while. My, yeah. like, when I first moved to California, my cousin was like on my poker 24 hours a day. So I was like, I would come home and I would jump on and I would play, yeah. play, but not like, again, I don't like losing money. And I like, yeah. it was something that I was learning. So it's like, it's not like I'm going to take all my money and go lose it. Like, right. I want to be, be good at it and yeah. Yeah. be able to win before I go start spending my money. <laughs> so other than poker, writing at Grit Cycle, watching Quentin Tarantino movies, 
what else do you do? Because we can talk about your business like until yeah. uh, the cows come home. For a but long time. I gotta, I gotta hear a little bit more. What else do I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get really good at cooking. So every Thursday night, I'll make something. You know, I'll make something for Alexa's my fiance. I'm just gonna call her Alexa from now on. Uh, <laughs> and so I'll, I'll make something for Alexa that's kind of new. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah, right. So uh, I'll try to make something kind of new, so cooking. And then outside of that, honestly, I love exercising. I love work. And even playing poker doesn't happen very often. But between those two things, I love to go out and party with my friends, to be honest. Like, going out to a nice dinner is my number one vice. Like, What's I, your favorite restaurant? There's two, it depends on the situation, but there's two I'll bring up. One is Vaca, um, which is in Costa Mesa for mm-hmm. anybody who hasn't checked it out. That place is phenomenal. If you're sitting inside, the back patio really kills the vibe, and I don't think it's as good in that spot. Um, but I really like that place if I want to wear a button-up. But for like everyday nice kind of home, home meal type of thing is... Uh, um, Memphis at the lab. Hmm. They do. I think they do really well. They cook great. I've never food. been by there. Like drive by it all the time and notice. It's mm. been there forever. Yeah, yeah. they cook. Like they cook great food, but then you don't have to come in in a button up. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, and it's like it's you know it's just comfort food type of stuff. So it's really good. It's been, I mean, I think I was there like the first month that it opened, and I had to be like. 20 years ago or aren't they like wow. 18 19 20 years old oh, yeah it's been a long time okay let's talk about business now let's go okay so it's a social media marketing agency or is it a marketing agency and there's different components of social media yeah. website what what it started it started off as a social media marketing agency we've i wouldn't say you know, we've graduated a little bit, so we've focused, we're more, a lot more campaign based than we used to be. Mm-hmm. We still do a, a majority of our business and a majority of our revenue comes from the social media management itself. But as, and you guys are noticing this too, as uh, time goes by, the platforms evolve. So, like Facebook, there's no organic reach. Same thing's happening to Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. So, for me, like, I gotta keep, you know, we gotta look at different ways to be able to advertise. So, you know, we also do like, programmatic display we do you know snapchat podcasts like even outdoor signage and things like that Mm -hmm. so any sort of like digital marketing there is that's what we're that's what we're working on and what was the second part to that question websites we don't do websites what um. <laughs> people always ask me to really? and I'll always get them and I just hate managing websites so oh, no. much they're the worst well, but we can work in them but we just don't build them yeah what um, I mean you said like everything is changing you know Facebook does not work mm. the way that it did Instagram does not mm. work the way that it did how difficult I don't I can't think of another business right now another industry that changes at the speed that marketing Mm. specifically digital media changes at I mean medicine doesn't go that fast Um, you know indoor cycling doesn't move that fast and change and morph I mean what kind of does not create pressure on you to Yeah, it really does. It creates pressure because, you know, the second that you feel like you mastered something, Mm -hmm. it changes again. You're like, shit, like, now we got to train the whole team. We're doing all these things. But, yeah, it creates pressure, but I like it. I don't know if I... I feel feel like that separates the people that are good and the people that aren't good. The people that can adapt and evolve, like, during that time, like... Mm -hmm. If you get really good at one thing, what are you going to do when it's not that one thing anymore? You have to be able to, you know, 
change with what's going on to be able to be the best Mm -hmm. yeah and it's cool it's a it's a sense of i try not to get too prideful with that but i have a lot of pride in how well we've been able to keep up and the fact that when i started there was a lot of social media marketing agencies starting um and a lot of them have just fell by the wayside or you know whatever it might be they're not they're not growing we've been able to grow number one because of the incredible people that we have in the team or on the team, but also the opportunities that our clients have given us. Like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy, you know? um, The fact that we got to work with NeoCell, who turned into working with seven brands under the Clorox group um, and getting that type of experience and just the people that gave us a shot. It was amazing, we couldn't have done it without them. But with all of those opportunities, we never took our scope of work and we're like, oh, we're only doing this, this, and this. Every time we started to learn something new, we still deployed that same strategy that Gary has of like, try it, learn it for free. And we would invest ad dollars, we would invest time, resources, whatever it was to learn these new techniques that would benefit our clients, but they're not like paying for in that spot, they're paying for social media services. And once we perfected that, we were able to sell it on the next, you know, with the Mm -hmm. next client. So just always having that mentality of growing. And we, like, my team has such a great, like giving mentality, no matter what, they don't care about the scope for the most part, they're like, let's grow these businesses. Um, So, you know, that type of culture has really helped us to grow a lot more. Is there a specific type of business that you like to work with? Uh, Consumer packaged goods are good, uh, especially in the natural product space. Anything like health, wellness involved is nice. Uh, We actually work with Box House as well. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you know that. And it's, it's, that has been a challenge because of like fit metrics and what's the mind body. Mind body, yeah. They're super limited in their tracking, but we finally figured it out and we're able, and we're like, oh shoot, we're, you know, uh, they're definitely getting a return on their ad spend and then making more on it. Uh, And now we're like, I wonder how much we made in the first two months. (laughs) But it's like, there's a lot of things that make it difficult. Those types of things are great, uh, especially with Box House. I have such a huge heart for like Orange County. I have a huge heart for like startup entrepreneurs, like the whole thing. So if we can, you know, get business that makes sense, that we have fun doing, you know, that's really it. Um, but you know, the number one thing when, when I have a new prospect that's coming in is I ask the team, like, would we have fun working mm-hmm. with these guys? So it doesn't have to be like a natural product CBG. Like we just put, pick, picked up, a it's like a liqueur brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, would we have fun with this? <laughs> They're like, yeah, let's go. I was like, right, cool. So, you know, anything that we're going to have fun with, if we can have fun with the client then, and whatever their brand is and stand behind who they are, then you know, it just makes better, you know, working environments for everybody and then better working environments create better results, I think. Have you said no to someone? I've said no to many people. And then I've also fired clients. Oh. <laughs> two, <laughs> two separate conversations. Yeah. So when you say no to mm-hmm. someone, is it usually based on like your initial gut or talking with the team or outlandish expectations? Mm-hmm. What what creates a position that a client will hear a no. What's crazy is my gut is usually right, um, but I will always go through a discovery process with them and at least starting to create a proposal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always end up creating the proposal, but you know, sometimes we it's primarily because of just a vibe. A lot of it is outlandish expectations as well yeah. and what they're gonna allow us to do and whatever, like, you know, for one client, we were generating so many leads for this person, and unfortunately, like, like the response back would be like, uh, 
uh, he was a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. And the response back would be, well, I don't work after five, so these leads aren't going to work. I'm like, well, exactly. I was like, all right. The reason I went to my chiropractor is because he was hustling on a Sunday. So anyways, that type of mentality is kind of weird if it's closed. And then now we're in a place where like we want to be partners with who we're working with. We don't necessarily just want to be like, do this and then we do it it's like mm-hmm. here's our strategies we know what's going to work mm-hmm. so a lot of it is like the vibe of you know how that relationship is going to work if they need somebody to take orders there's tons of people that'll do that for you we're the people that want to kind of implement our strategies yeah so kind of switching gears a little bit uh we have a lot of fitness professionals mm-hmm. other fitness industry businesses that listen to our podcast and so everyone's always looking for like what's that hot tip on social and like what's gonna help me get more followers or get more people to my classes or attract new clients to a studio so do you have like one hot tip for like a fitness instructor yeah. who is trying to boost their numbers well the big one is like every fitness instructor instructor should have like a well-developed personal brand and i'm talking like build yourself a website um you know get on linkedin even though uh, business to business like well of course but then what if you're talking to the hr person mm-hmm. and then you can offer you know group classes or whatever it is so there's definitely a message to be said on every platform but a well-developed personal brand is really going to help you out um building a website is really great for you as an individual squarespace does a great job of this you can capture leads send out like treat yourself like a business because that's what you are like for myself outside of blue light media i have a weekly uh newsletter i have the podcast my own website like all of these things Mm because you know and it worked it was based off of the gary v thing and then it just grew into something more and now i can like i have this agency that does its own thing right um but yeah i mean i'm sure they kind of heard that one before well, I mean, we talk about it. I mean, we talk about it here at Grit Cycle with our instructors, but I think a lot of them get tripped up because they don't know what their brand is. They don't, you know. Yeah, so that's a big one. And if you want, what I can do, I'll email you uh, like our branding document. Like it's a five-page worksheet on getting clarification on somebody's brand. And we get so clear from everybody that we talk to. So like for Neosel, for example, we created a persona and we named her Dominique. Yeah. And so whenever we started like creating content, we'd be like, does Dominique even do that? Yeah. And then we'd get like, what does Dominique's boyfriend like? Because she might have this podcast on while he's getting ready in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Can we speak to him too? So that's like how deep we get into things. And that um, that fitness entrepreneur, whoever it is, needs to do that and stop worrying about the numbers so much because growth doesn't, I don't think it matters as much anymore. I don't think even people really care about the likes on somebody else's profile. I think what it is is really the depth and if you want to get super deep with your followers, even if you only have 500, put up your Instagram stories on your very last story of the day, swipe up, see everybody who watched it and then go to the people that you don't engage with very much and just drop some comments there. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing. It's like that what was it? The jab, 10? jab, jab. Yeah, but oh, the dollar eighty. Like, yeah, the dollar eighty strategy. <laughs> like that thing, it really yeah. works. No, I know it does. It all, it, does. it really does. And it doesn't. T- people think, oh, I don't have time to do that. It really doesn't take that much time. But it's also, this is the this is the world right now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You're like this is how people are finding you. This is how people are connecting with you. And my other big argument for having a personal brand, a strong personal brand, is that. I mean, as much as I want 
grit cycle to last forever mm-hmm. or I want to be teaching forever or I want to, you know, whatever it is, you never know what is going to be thrown at you or at business or whatever. And when you have a personal brand that is built and is strong, if for some reason there's a change and you have to, you, you move because your husband gets a job someplace else or, you know, whatever, you've got this brand that speaks volumes about you. It's like, a, it's a resume. Right. And, and that's, you know, a resume on paper is important still, but your brand that shows up online is, I think, more important yes, than a resume. Yes, 100%. I keep telling Matt to build out his I brand. Know. <laughs> I need to do better. But can can we go a little bit deeper? <laughs> These personal brands, too, aren't just like faked uh, no, photos fake. of you with your laptop or no, like working out. It has to be real. It has to be real. And what's more important is how you are making people feel at mm-hmm. the end of the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So sometimes a comment back means a lot, but use your long form captions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny talking to people that listen to Gary a lot. But, <laughs> and it's because it, a lot of it is very similar but it's literally all of it it's not just instagram it is, i have you know twitter linkedin yeah. the email the podcast like anything that you can possibly do and then just keep doing it you know what i mean i'm not putting i don't know if i put out 200 pieces of content a month i'm sure i do a lot uh, personally but like it's a lot and it's all there and it, and at the very least what the things that you won't notice is that you sell them will somebody like dm you be like i want to work with you today but what will probably happen is they're going to meet you you're going to pitch them and then they're going to look up your name on Google. Mm-hmm. And then if nothing comes up about you, you look like a loser. Yeah. Like, no offense. If you yeah. <laughs> I have yeah, something come up. Of it's not me, it's a ballerina. That's yeah. it. That's in Australia. <laughs> you know, so it's like... You there's ha- a born you have- WWE wrestler right now that keeps coming up on my thing. That's amazing. If, if anyone is like, like are hashtag. you the WWE yeah, guy? The, like, yeah, yeah. The, there's a hashtag born nation that like, comes up with a WWF wrestler. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay, like seriously, I could talk forever about this, but I got time. Um, <laughs> well, we always let Matt ask the last question. Yes, what would your billboard say? I think it's more fun to do personal, like if it's your personal billboard. If it's not, my, yeah, yeah, yeah my personal billboard. Um, follow me on Instagram at Mick M I Q K. That's what I was gonna say. Gotta make sure we say it. That's what your. I think so. That's where people will get. So you're thinking Instagram is gonna be around for a while. Um, That's just where I'm most active right now. It's definitely gonna be around for a couple more years. But it's like that advertising platform is like that's that's what's gonna happen. It's a place for commerce. Yeah. And the thing is, there's. I mean, when Facebook was dominating, we kind of saw Instagram come up a little bit. But right now, social media marketing companies, they don't even want to, or social media companies or platforms don't even want to start because Facebook is either going to rip them off like they did on Snapchat, they're, they're going to gobble them up like they did with, um, with WhatsApp, mm-hmm. or they're just going to, they're going to, or they're going to block data. Mm-hmm. So like with, um, what was that one? Vine. Yeah. A lot of the reason they went under was because Facebook stopped uh, allowing access to their data. So when you signed in, you could never, you couldn't go back to Facebook. It caused so much friction mm-hmm. uh, that the they ended up slowing down and going away. And then Instagram, at that like within the same month, started deploying one minute videos. So I don't know. It's hard to see something that isn't owned by Facebook. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Up. Yeah. I'm glad I own some Facebook you. stock. <laughs> yeah, I'll just squash you. If you own Facebook stock, raise your hand. I don't. I don't. 
I do. Mm. I'm banking on it. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. We're for gonna put me. a whole bunch of links so that you guys can find Mikhail. And um, but if you go to our studios, he's always there in Huntington Beach I for am. sure. Yeah. And you go around. So yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thank yeah. You so much for me. This is rad. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was, that was pretty good. <laughs> One more. <laughs>